Welcome to the Closeted Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Shalay. This podcast is all about exploring the depths of your soul. We dive deep into spiritual concepts and tools that we can utilize in the physical world to really navigate life. So join me and so many others on this insane journey of self-discovery and let's learn and grow in both a spiritual and physical world together. Welcome, Michaela, to the Closeted Soul podcast. It's such an honor to have you here. Oh, Shules, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm just happy to connect with you again. It's such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure. I'm so excited for this conversation. I feel like I say that every time, but I don't know how else to express my excitement for the conversation. <laughs> um, before we begin, I would love it if you could introduce yourself to the listeners and just explain a little into what it is you do. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so I am Michaela Burke. And I am a holistic interior designer and spatial energy worker. Um, I feel like those words get thrown around. So (laughs) I'll explain a little bit what that means to me. Um, So to me, like holistic means, um, like for my approach, I take this like triadic approach to designing spaces that considers our whole selves, right? Like the mind, the body, and soul. Um, The mind and understanding how we as humans psychologically experience our environment and the body, how we physically and energetically experience it. Um, it, This is where it kind of gets super tailored to the client. Um, I gain an understanding of a person's energetic constitution, like whether they're grounded or a dreamer, you know, fiery or go with the flow. Um, And I keep that in consideration while designing their space to help bring balance to their own energetic needs. And then thirdly, there's the soul. Um, and this is where I consider a person's soul level needs. Um, I guide them in like a discovery process to understand what their soul necessitates. And then we kind of set an intention for the home based on what we learn. And together, like this like trifecta of understandings helps to inform a like holistically cultivated aesthetic that will fully support um, the individual. So, so yeah, so to me, that's like the holistic part of it. And obviously there already is like a high level of energetic intention um, behind that design. But um, my spatial energy work is like a bit separate from or can build upon the energy that's already infused in the designs. So like, just as you would like sage your space to clear the bad vibes, that's like what I'm doing in my energy work, but like times a trillion, right? So um, just like in my design work, the spatial energy work is based on the soul's needs um, in combination with the person's physical preferences. And again, like we set an intention um, for the space. And from that intention, it helps me to develop like a custom blend of herbal incenses um, that, you know, which is essentially like the sage. And I do the same with like a custom oil blend. And these herbal allies assist me in clearing the negative energy Um, transmuting stagnant energy, attuning the space to desired frequencies. Um, We do a blessing and a protection at the end. Um, I usually utilize some sound and suggest some rituals to help maintain the energetic hygiene. And I think that um, as a total kind of encompasses my work. 
Mm, It's so special and so needed to be doing that, especially as we awaken and we step into like our soul missions and our purpose and, you know, finding out who we really, really are on an energetic level, because it really is all energetic and your space really, really reflects what's happening internally. And that's something that I've been exploring as well. You know, I think the the more you do this work, the more you realize that you're here to be on earth and to make that space really, really, really speak to your soul and feed your soul is just so, so, so special. And um, I think it's so beautiful and so divine that we're having this conversation with the Taurus full moon. Uh, So I think it's, yeah, so, so, so beautiful and so synchronistic as well. But no, it's such important work. It really, really, really it plays a toll on your mental well-being, your physical space. It really, really, really does. So before we dive deeper into, you know, the energetics of our home and um, the work that you do, I would love if you could answer this question that I ask all my guests on the podcast. And that is, when did you first come out of the spiritual closet? Yeah, I knew this question was coming. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I did think about it. And my answer is, it's both, you know, it's, it's never and always it's, um, and what I mean by that. So like, I was like, have I ever had to come out of the spiritual closet? Not really, but am I always doing it? Yeah. So anyway, anyway, it's complicated. I guess what I mean is I never really like actually had to come out because I was always the kid that was like very vocal about seeing spirits. And I, I probably thought that like everyone else did too. Right. But Um, I was like holding seances with the neighborhood kids when I was like 11 in my bedroom. As you do. (laughs) All sitting in a circle in like my floral canopy bed. (laughs) That's so funny. Do you remember GIMP? We wrapped it around the canopy with our protection. (laughs) Anyway. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I like chose to be the oracle in my school's medieval fair and, you know, other girls wanted to be dressmakers. So I was always like that kid, you know. And even in my early career, I worked for this like spiritual retailer and I like went around the country putting crystals in the walls of our stores and had conference calls with astrologers and psychics. So on some level, like I was always, you know, it was always part of conversation, but like that said, people would make fun of my job. And as a kid, these interests were like considered play, right? So um, eventually I started to keep them close to my chest and um I I kept it that way for a while, but every day now I feel like I am stepping out of my comfort zone and sharing a little bit more. Um, My husband is always really good at naively outing me at family dinners. Like, oh yeah, she's a Reiki master. And like his grandma's like, what? I love it. But you know, like my spirituality is also ever evolving. We've talked about this. So, you know, just as I think I'm like fully coming out, then there's like this whole new level of evolution. And I'm like, Ooh, do I keep this to myself? When am I ready to share it? I have to stay with it for a little bit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, every day I'm coming out a little more, I think I'll probably come out a little bit more on this pod. Never and always. What a beautiful answer. I reckon that's my favorite answer by far. (laughs) I love it. Um, only because it's true. Yeah, well, it's never ending, right? It's constantly this next layer, this next layer. And it really is just um, having these conversations and 
um, being brave enough to. So it's not easy to put yourself out here, especially when people are deeming it as like, you know, child's play or, you know, make believe. And, you know, you you know, we're talking with like fairies and spirits and angels and, you know, people can make you feel really, really silly. Right. And that was like actually a massive motivator for me actually starting this podcast in the first place. I was like, you know what? No, I am going to make these conversations normal. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it's beautiful to see like a collective of people coming together and having these conversations and holding space for this because it really, really, really is, it's life-changing work. It really is. And it's, it, yeah, you are coming back to the inner child, but in such a beautiful, beautiful way. And um, I just wanted to say, is your partner spiritual? Um, You know, not really, no. But when we got together, he was definitely so far away from it than it is now. Like, now he meditates and I think like the proof is in the pudding. Is that the, <laughs> is that the saying? Like he just watches um, how my life unfolds and he witnesses what I experience. So it's kind of hard for him, for, excuse me, hard for him to like deny um, the truth behind it. So he is fully supportive. He, um, he doesn't understand it, but um, he believes in it, you know, <laughs> I love that. No, as long as he's open and that's all you need. I was just curious. I'm like, if he's outing you at um, family functions. Oh yeah. No, he's certainly not embarrassed by it when he decides to tell everyone. His family that I've been up to. No, it's actually funny. You mentioned that I was, um, I was actually keeping this work from, I have um, another job that I do in like a couple of days a week. And, um, that's something that I wouldn't really share. I wouldn't just go out there and just say, Hey, I'm a psychic or, you know, like use that word. Um, and recently I've been really tested by spirit to actually use that word. And all of a sudden random people were just coming to me, you know, clients and they were asking me, they're like, Hey, do you, do you have a business outside of this? And just out of nowhere, like it just, it was so funny to see. And I, you know, when you know that it's spirit and you know that that's a test in that moment, like, how are you going to answer that question? What are you going to say? What story are you going to feed? And then I was just like, okay, I see it. I'm going to challenge accept it. And I just look at them and be like, I'm a psychic. And yes, I have my own business. <laughs> and just to yeah. see the look on their face. But then again, like making those conversations normal as well with them. And like, they kind of, um, you know, they, they're in this, like, they have a stereotypical view on what it is and being able to like educate them on like you know my world and what I do and seeing their interest spark it's really really beautiful yeah I mean even when I was working for that retailer that was um you know based in the metaphysics I would be one person at work and in my personal life and then when I'd talk to friends and family about it who would kind of make fun of the whole spirituality thing I would engage like in their narrative I'd be like oh yeah it's so silly it's so stupid but you know like protecting myself from like their opinions. I didn't want them to think less or little of me. I didn't want to, you know, I wasn't comfortable um, standing up for my beliefs then. And I, I don't think I even understood um, enough of what I believed to like make a case for myself um, at the time. But yeah, it, there's a there's a thing that happens with growth where eventually you're just like, you know what, here I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. That's so, so, so special that, um, you know, you, you get to like, in, even have that self-awareness to realize, oh wait, I'm putting myself 
down as I do this. And I did that as well at the start. It was very much like, oh yeah, making fun and na da 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 da. And then it gets really serious. And then you start to like really hold your boundaries with this work. And then you see people around you kind of shift and meet you where you're at. Um, so it's, it's really, really beautiful. So I would love to know, like, how did you get into like this energy work? How did you start working with like people's spaces? When did you realize that it was so important? Yeah. So, um, like interior design, like I went to school for by trade. I'm an interior designer. That's kind of, um, you know, there's not much to explain there. Um, I mentioned the retailer that that was um, one of my first careers coming out of interior design school. Um, was They were a jewelry designer, but it was a design job that I could get. Um, so that was kind of like my intro to spirituality, even though as a kid, it was like what I was into. I didn't understand that it was more of a calling at the time. It just kind of um, brought me into it. And then um, as I got back, like moving on, I got back into interior design and uh, well, there just like wasn't... Um, I don't know that like there wasn't, I experienced space differently basically than most people. And um, I don't know if I'm, maybe I don't experience it more differently, but I'm just like more sensitive to it. The energy that space holds. Um, it took me a long time to figure that out. And there really isn't an existing language around like a room, a home, a space energetics. And like, it certainly wasn't taught in school. So I always felt like I wasn't getting it, you know, like when I was in conversation with colleagues or in school, I was like, well, how come people aren't talking about like, you know, something feeling off beyond like a trend or colors, you know, like there, there was just something that I was feeling into that people weren't talking about. So I did end up like looking into the psychology of space and something definitely clicked there. I was, I was like, okay, yes, like there is like a way that we perceive and feel into a space that's like psychological. It's in our like, you know, it's in our mind. Um, but it wasn't quite like all it. And it wasn't until I had my daughter a few years later that um, like my vision changed. And I don't mean like in like a visionary sense, like my legitimate, like my eyesight changed um, I started seeing energy. Like I would be sitting in the room feeding her at night and I would see like static in the air. I'd see like little dots moving about the room. And I just thought like, oh man, I'm so tired. I'm, I'm seeing things. And then as like, she started sleeping and I started sleeping, it, it kept happening. And I was like, oh, I need to see an eye doctor. And then the doctor was like, no, like your vision's fine. And it's, it's persisted. Like that just wasn't it. Um, eventually I like started making correlations between how a room felt and how I was seeing, like what I was seeing. Um, so like if I walked into a room and felt really good, I would notice that the, like this, I, you know, the language, I'm still finding the language around it, like static, isn't it? But it's the best I can, I can explain it. Like the static that I could see in the air would be kind of like drawn out and like rhythmic. Um, and like light. Whereas like if I went into a room and felt like icky, it was like really tight and tense and moving faster. Um, so I started to make those correlations and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> something's happening here. Um, you know, it was just like such a cool discovery. And I just like immersed myself into learning more about it. I started to explore like what affects spatial energy and how it could be changed and um, I mean, I'm still learning every day, but 
just like leading these ceremonies with clients that clear their negative energy and transmute it and like infusing intention in their space and attuning the frequencies. Like, I mean, it has become the most unexpected, but like rewarding, magnificent, like awesome, fun (laughs) offering like that I, that I, you know, in my work, it's just been, it's been amazing. That is absolutely incredible and mind-blowing that your physical eyesight actually began to change. And it really, really validates me right now because as you said that, I was like, oh my fucking God, I've been seeing dots and I was going to go see an eye doctor because I was like, and I've been noticing it with like certain things. It doesn't happen all the time. Like I'm looking at something right now and it's not there. It'll happen with certain things. And I'll be like, oh my God, what are these dots? My eyes. And I was actually going to go see an eye doctor. So that is hilarious that you just mentioned that. (laughs) I know it. I know what you're seeing. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? It's like the little dots that are coming off like physical objects Mm. almost. It's really, really interesting. Oh my God. So that's really validating then. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, that's come up for a reason, but that is powerful. The fact that you actually um, got to see the shift in that and that I think um, like we don't need to see it, but it really does help when you see it, right? It's just a little bit more like, right? Validating because you're like, oh, yes. (laughs) I think everyone feels it. It's just a matter of how sensitive you are to it, how aware, um, But even on a subconscious level, I think people feel the difference Mm. in spaces. That's really, really powerful. So what would you say like is, what what would be your main tips on having like to keep a space like clear? Um, I, I know you mentioned like intention setting, which I think is really powerful, but what are some like physical things we can do to try and keep our spaces nice and clean and clear? Yeah, so um When I start working with someone, we start with a discovery process. And this is something you can do at home as well. Um, I use like an intake form and, you know, we do a a meditation, a guided meditation together. And there's some questions involved. But really, if you can just sit with yourself and think um, and meditate on like what's important to your soul and what's important to you as a person and keep in mind um, like what society has um, like programmed you to think you need. And as things come up, kind of take check, like, is this a soul need or did somebody tell me I needed this? And if it was told to you, let it go. And if it's a soul need, hold on to it, like with dear life. Um, and then approach that, like take that information. And as you approach your space, go through item by item and do a clearing, right? Like you and I were talking about this earlier, like under this Taurus new moon, people are just like shedding their shit. And it comes down to like, what is no longer aligned with your soul? It's gotta go. If it's not serving your person, like your human self um, in a way that like supports you, it's gotta go. And like the fewer things you have, but the things that you have like support you like you're just gonna feel a world of difference like and once you start moving things around clearing shit out like it makes room for new energy to come in like open the windows turn on some music dance like this is all bringing 
like good energy into your space and you will definitely feel the difference. I love that. That's something that I like to do every day. I found, um, especially with this Taurus new moon, I'm not new moon, full moon, sorry. Um, I found that, yes, I did that massive call. I got rid of everything. I shared it on my stories. It was so funny, like a ridiculous amount of things. And I couldn't stop until it was all done. But I not only like got rid of things, I actually cleaned, like physically like cleaned my space. So I had to like, yeah, yeah it really, really is. Do you want to chat a bit on that? Like actually physically cleaning the space? Yeah. Yeah. So like clearing it and that's like just setting the stage, right? Like clearing your shit is just like, you know, starting from scratch, but then you need to maintain and cleaning your space is a way of honoring it. Mm. And if you do it um, with intention and not so much, I mean, obviously we're all going to like rush and clean our counters and make sure everything looks good. But like when you do have the time to like sweep with intention and like, as you're sweeping, just, you know, out with the bad energy, out with the stagnant, out with like, what's no longer serving you making room for the good. Like if you just have that intention in mind, keeping a, like a clean space honors your house. It honors, like if you're calling spirits in, like if this is work that you, that you enjoy doing, and it's part of your spirit, like your own practice, like you wouldn't invite company over right? If you had Mm -hmm. underwear on the floor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, why, why would you invite spirit into your bedroom when it wasn't, you know, clean? Like you need to honor that company. Absolutely. And it's a sign of respect, right? Respect for yourself as well. I love that. I think that that's so important. And that's something that I've, yeah, that's been made really, really clear, like actually intentionally keeping the space clean for you. Cause I was doing that. I would only clean my space when somebody was going to come over and it's like, that's not honorable. You know, that that's not a nice, <laughs> it's not nice to do for myself. Cause then what do I think of myself? Right. So yeah, it's just so beautiful to even like have that, you know, just have a nice morning where you put on the diffuser, you're smelling nice essential oils. You have beautiful frequencies flowing through the home, keeping your doors and windows open to help that like energy, like pass through. It really, 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 really creates like such a difference. Um, for some reason, this question is popping up into my, my head, but I heard a rumor, or I don't know if it's a rumor. I read this on the internet, so I don't know if it's true or not, but you just mentioned that you use sage. So what do you know the difference between like sage and like incense and Palo Santo for clearing your space? Yeah. So sage is a South American, it's, I believe it's native to South America. It's, it's made its way around the world at this point and it is grown natively, um, probably where you are, where I am. Um, it is a super, super powerful herb for clearing. Um, it does get over harvested, which is, um, why part of my work is I don't rely, um, entirely on sage. I will use it in my custom, um, incense, like herbal incenses. So rather than burning like a stick and waving it around, which like you'll see often a lot of people do. Um, I break off some of that sage and I mix it in with other herbs that are also potent and have their own purpose and use those as a mixture to clear the space. Um, the way I was taught Palo Santo um, is more for calling in spirit. I know a lot of people use it for clearing. I myself like want to ask that question next time I'm speaking to like my shaman teacher or, um, someone of indigenous origins that would be, um, you know, would be familiar with Palo Santo. Um, a lot of people use it to clear, but when I was taught, it was that Palo Santo calls in spirits. Like after you clear with sage, you bring in the Palo Santo and wow. 
that kind of like invites spirits in. Okay. Did that answer the question? Was there more to it? Yeah, no, that's interesting. And then incense. Do you believe with clearing with incense? Yeah. I mean, smoke is super powerful no matter what you're burning. I mean, unless you're burning trash. (laughs) (laughs) But right. I mean, if you were to go to church or temple or mosque, like there's, there's smoke involved. And it's because it is literally breaking, um, like the seal between the physical world, the material world and the spiritual world. It's, it's opening it up. It totally changes the energy of a room, right? Even if you just strike a match, light a candle and blow it out, you feel like the energetic shift of that smoke, just transmuting Mm. um, the energy in the space. I love that. I didn't. I never thought of it like that. So that's a beautiful perspective to hold. I guess um, what I read about Palo Santo was I read this. So this is like I just read this, and I for some reason I took it on board. Um, the <laughs> the the sage gets rid of everything, like good and bad energy, and it gives you like a clear slate. And uh, Palo Santo just gets rid of negative energy. That's what I read. Hmm. Okay you haven't heard that so I don't know I haven't heard that and I I have my own questions about Palo Santo so yeah no I'm so interested I find myself being called more to the Palo Santo but um it's interesting sage is like really really powerful I'm, I'm meditating and I set intentions on it I haven't really used it to clear but I know I've I mean I've had Reiki sessions done um where I've been the recipient and they've used Palo Santo to clear me um so I don't know if it's just a school of thought or, you know, I'd really like to get somebody on the line that's like from uh, Peru or Colombia, wherever it's being harvested and be like, hey, what is the actual deal <laughs> with Palo Santo? Exactly. I know. I, I really want to know. I feel like there's so many different opinions about it. So it sounds like you're a bit of a medicine woman as well. You work with herbs and are there any other like herbs and plants various you like to work with? Yeah, um, I love to work with mugwort. Um, mugwort is very like feminine, but like empowered wise woman, um, energy. There's, um, there's like really no softness to it. It's just like, um, and I use it in, in dream practice, by the way, I should start with that. So I use mugwort in, um, my dream rituals and it, it like connects, my dreams to the spirit realm. It supports remembering them as does rosemary. Rosemary is a little bit of a softer energy, but like helps with remembering your dreams or as mugwort will like get you in that dreamland and call forth spirit to, um, you know, provide some wisdom. Rosemary like comes on board and is like, I'm going to help you remember that when you wake up. Um, Clary Sage is another one that's the same, a little bit softer. Um, exiting like the dream the do you want to talk more about dreams or I uh, yeah we can stay on the dream topic because I you changed my dreaming game (laughs) because after talking (laughs) to you you were talking about mugwort and I was like okay as soon as you said mugwort it just like chimed in my ears and I was like I need to get it so I was like on the hunt to get it I remember I was talking to you about it I was like where do you get your mugwort from anyway so I found some and it came and I was really resistant I was in a really um I was in a pretty heavy place when it came and I was like, I don't think I'm ready to do this in this like place. So as I actually started to do it this week with the full moon energy and I was like, is this going to be intense? But I'm feeling really cool to it. So I started to do it. And I think the first night 
I thought nothing really happened. I think it was just my struggle to remember the dream. I honestly, like it felt like a lot happened, but I just couldn't remember it and I wanted to remember it. So now you're talking about rosemary and I was like, I'm going to add some rosemary in there. Um, but I, um, I I took your advice because you told me to like call in like the spirit of mugwort, not just, you know, drink it, to actually work with it. And I was like, okay, so that's what I've been doing. I've been calling in that spirit and I've been feeling it. It's very, it is very like fierce and it's, um, it's very like grandmother energy is how you described it, which is exactly how it felt, right? So I I, pull, I, I called it in and um, you also told me to write um, some like a question or something that I wanted to know um, and put it under my pillow. And I've been doing that. And honestly, like my dreams have been incredible. And as a test to see if it was the mugwa or the full moon, I didn't do it last night and I didn't have a dream. Yeah, I've noticed the same thing. So I, I think with like a lot of... Um, routine you can get so into it and it works so well that you think that like once you've like you can stop doing it and it'll just keep happening for you just like yes. working out like oh yes. I, don't think I don't have to work out anymore and then you go a couple of weeks and you're like oh uh, yeah feeling so good right yeah. um same thing with like with mugwort she makes you work for it like she's not one of the herbs that's like here for you open arms like like, let's, let's do this. She's like, all right, you want to work with me? Like, show me that you, you've got skin in the game too. So you have to, you have to call in her spirit. You have to like revere her and welcome her into like your home and your bedroom. I keep a little pouch that I put some mugwort in, write a little post-it note with like an intention, um, tie it up and put it in my pillowcase or by the bed. And man, do the dreams, like they come, they are powerful, potent messages. And when I don't do it, you know, I notice. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's what I, that's what I found. I actually saw the difference and I was like, wow, she's really working. And she is so right. It's like, you can't just, you can't just, when I was just kind of putting her in my tea, I wasn't really calling her forward. She wasn't really coming through. Right. It was just like, uh. but then I, um, I, yeah, I started to actually call her forward and work with her and actually be intentional while I'm drinking it. And like, I don't know, just even smelling the mugwort as well, like using all of the earthly senses to like taste and just, it it was really, really, really powerful. And you've changed my dreaming game. So I'm like, I've, I've learned so much and I'm just like getting so many messages and it's so fun. Cause I'm like, I'm doing the work while I'm awake and now I'm doing it while I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's one of my favorite rituals. I mean, I love rituals. They bring, you know, a sacredness to everyday life. And I, I do think they're so important, but I also don't want to like send out the message that you have to do all these rituals to like, I don't know, like fit into a certain persona or to like be a good spiritual person. Like, you know, I've definitely fallen into feeling guilty that like, oh no, I didn't do this ritual tonight or I didn't meditate. Like, what I love about this ritual is you actually do it while you're sleeping, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you don't have to like carve out time for it. Like you're going to go to sleep anyway. So like, just like say what's up to Mama Mugwort, like write a little note to her and like your dreams. I mean, especially if like you're new to intuition and like you're struggling with connecting, the dream practice is like, it's, it's huge to like really gain some confidence in like this connection that something's happening. It'll like, you will not be able to doubt, um, that there's a connection there. When you write an intention, you call in mugwort and then your dreams just answer it. 
You're so right. I love that you mentioned that. I love that you mentioned um, the importance of ritual, but then not that structure of it has to look a certain way every single day. And I think that that is such a potent message, especially with the society that we've all grown up in, right? Where we're taught that, you know, it, you have to like wake up and work out and da, da, da. it's like so linear and so the same every fucking day. And it's like, you wake up sometimes and you don't want to do that. Like you just, you know, sometimes you want to sleep in, sometimes you don't want to sleep in. Sometimes you want to get up and do an exercise and you just have to allow yourself the space to really, really just feel into what you need in that moment in every given moment. And exactly right. And that's what I've really, really been playing with like the rituals that I do with like the spiritual practices because they do change the game. They do help like, you know, your connection to yourself, your connection to your vision and all of these incredible things. It really, really does. But to not be so like... I don't know, structured and rigid with how it looks, like allowing yourself to be like, okay, now I feel like working with Mugwort, but that might not be, you know, I might not do that for another like month or two, you know, I, I just listen to the call. I remember I was working with um, mushrooms actually. So I was microdosing mushrooms in the morning um, and I only did that for like two weeks and I decided I haven't done it since, you know what I mean? Like it's just like letting yourself just feel into when it feels right and then letting go of when it doesn't feel right anymore and you're like, actually, I don't need to do that anymore and now I want to do this and now I want to do that. But then there's this like there's a fine line because then you don't want to go into like self-sabotaging behavior and you're like, oh, I don't need to meditate. I'm just feeling whatever I need to feel. I'm just going to watch some Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, meditation to me is like, I can't go a day without it. Um, but like, yeah, back to like the, the dreaming practice, like I will like write that note, slip it in the, um, the statute of mugwort and like kind of set it and forget it for like a month or six weeks. It's not something that I'm like really hard on myself to like say a prayer every night and, um, just, you know, like I, you know, I've been there and it was, it was too hard. Right. Mm. Like I'm a, I'm a mama. I've got two babies. I've got a full-time job. I've got a passion project. Like my calendar is full supporting other people, but you can't pour from an empty cup. So like you need to find, um, ways to fit in these, you know, fit in some sacredness to life and sacredness into life. And if it's in your dreams, great. You get to do it while you're sleeping. If it's just waking up, a little bit earlier than everyone else to like, like for me, like some days my meditation is like, okay, I'm going to wake up an hour before the kids and my husband, and I'm going to sit in silence and have a cup of coffee. And that is my meditation for the day. Like it doesn't have to be like some elaborate, you know, what a lot of these spiritual influencers will like have you believe you need to do. Cooking can be meditative and ritual, like pouring your own intention into your food. Like there's just so many ways that you can honor your spirit. It's true. It's through the action. It's through everyday living. It's that full embodiment of everything that you preach, not just in the moment that you're doing it, right? Not in mm -hmm. that 15 minutes in the morning. It's every single day through the words that you use. Um, it's just, it's so important to mention that. So I love that you, you uh, brought it back to that because that's really, really important. Now, I would love to dive deeper into like talking about spaces. Another question that I had that I think some listeners um, might also have is, 
you know, for you and I, it's really easy to create such like a beautiful space. We're really abundant that we, you know, have our own houses. We can, um, you know, really create a, an intentional space for us. But there are some people that, you know, might be living at home with parents or maybe um, can't afford to live out on their own yet or whatever the might, reason might be. You know, maybe they have like a smaller space or maybe they just have a room or maybe they don't even have a room. So um, for that person, how would you, uh, what would be your advice in terms of like intention setting with the space and all of that. Mm -hmm. So to start with someone who might not even have a room, your space is yourself, right? Um, It is your body. It is your personal space. Um, Set intentions in your own life. Practice practice your, your spirituality and your everyday tasks and be very mindful of your energy and the energy you're letting in and your boundaries. Like treat your aura Azure space. Um, if you have a room, um, you know, just all everything we've already talked about, make it clear, make it, um, you know, satisfying to like your soul. Um, and, you know, I work with families and there's a lot of dynamics in families. So there's um, a lot of thought that goes into making sure that like an individual's room supports them entirely as an individual and that the communal spaces, the living room, mostly um, dining room and kitchen to a lesser extent, but like supports the, the energy and the dynamics of the full family. But um, it's, it's the personal rooms that like, that get into what the individual needs. Um, and we do that by, <clears throat> excuse me, so examining like the energetic constitution of individuals Um, Some people may be a little bit more earthy, more grounded, maybe more ethereal. Um, And what I like to do is take into consideration their personal like energetic makeup and say you're like a really fiery person, like you're high energy. You're like, oh, like you've got so much hype in you and you're just out there like getting it, getting it all day. Like you're doing it. When you come home, like you're maybe you're like you're feeling like, because this is your personality, you want more fire around you. Like, oh, that's like not my style. I need like something louder. I need something brighter. But like really what your constitution needs is something a little bit more serene to like bring you to center because you're like overabundant in fire. Whereas somebody who is quieter, more introverted, who might get drained like by the day-to-day life Um, I would suggest bringing in more color or if you work from home, like to stimulate that creativity, to like bring your life force out, like your life force out of you. It's about like bringing you to balance, bringing you to center. It's like that equal, like yin and yang um, component. And you look at that in an individual's case and you help them set up their personal space to balance them. And then if it is in a group setting, you consider the whole family or roommates, um, partner dynamics. And in the communal spaces, you find a way to balance that, you know, ever, ever fluctuating energy that's, that's in between the people that use it, you know, use the space. 
Wow, that's so potent. That's so exciting. There's so much that goes into it that like you wouldn't even think, right? I definitely mm. wouldn't um I wouldn't have had that perspective of uh well yeah, I just wouldn't have thought of that. Like somebody who's fiery will need something more grounded and then it's that is yeah, it's really really all about creating that balance. So I love that. I love your perspective. I'm like, "Oh, it's so cool. I want you to come <laughs> into my space now and just like I'm like, "Can you help me?" <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's so it's such a it's such a beautiful gift and I'm just like looking at the background of your home and it's so like minimal and beautiful and like nice even though I can see the curtains I don't know I'm like feeling into it I'm like oh it would be so nice to walk into your home oh you know I'm it's it's my passion it's it's what I love I have like little ones now so it's just so important for me to create a space that that supports them like home is a foundation. It's like, what, it's like, how much in life can you actually control? Not much. Right. Especially if like you're working for someone else, everyone has like family and friends that have certain um, expectations of them. Um, But when you're home and you have your own space, um, it's something you can control. So why not make it the most supportive foundation to the rest of your life than you possibly can. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this chat with us and giving us all those beautiful tips and that advice. That's just, it's been so helpful. And I'm like, I can't wait to go like put on my incense and put on some frequency and just create that space. Um, Where could people work with you if they wanted to go deeper with you? Where could they consume your content? All of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm most active um, or present. I'm not always active, but I'm there like lurking in the background of Instagram. (laughs) So you can find me at Retreat House and the house is spelled H-A-U-S and also RetreatHouse.com. Amazing. And I'm going to have that all linked in the description below. Oh, and I should say, if you are interested in dream work, I'm hosting a workshop within Soul Collective. Ooh, Um, amazing. Yeah, I'm, it's on, um, I don't know if this episode will air by then. It's on the uh, winter solstice, whatever that day is, December 20th. 21st, 21st right? 21st. It doesn't air, like there's always replays. So if you're interested, check that yeah, out. Yeah, it'll definitely be out by then. I'm hoping to get it out next week because I feel like it aligns with the full moon, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but it will, def- it will definitely be out by the 21st. So super exciting. Thank you again. I'm going to have that all linked in the description below. And I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your night. Yes, you too. Thank you for talking to me today. If you enjoyed today's episode and you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast in iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you are wanting to connect with me on a more intimate platform, you can find me on Instagram at Closeted Soul. I would love to hear from you. Finally, you can learn a little bit more about me and this space just by visiting my website at www.closetedsoul.com.